Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the unconscious patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. There's a lot of fear, uncertainty, scarcity, and anger out there, and it can be hard to deal with people who predominantly see the world that way. Especially as your vibration rises, you can become more sensitive to people who have these heavier, denser patterns. And if you're not aware of how to hold your space, they can really start to impact how you feel, how you think, and how you experience the world. Today, we're discussing how to navigate relationships with those who vibrate lower, why these people are in your world, and how you can best learn from your experience with them. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part of this episode, the group frequency calibration that accompanies this episode is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. If you like this episode, please hit the like button and share a comment. Today in Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, we're discussing feeling awesome around low vibe people. So this is, for me, this is a, a kind of huge topic, funnily enough. At first I thought it was an easy topic, mm -hmm. lower resonating people and how do we deal with it? Mm -hmm. And then I realized when I thought about it a little bit carefully, I was like, well, hang on a minute. Lower resonating people, what does that mean to us? Mm -hmm. And then where's the line between it's them and it's me? You know, mm -hmm. where's my part in this? And yes, okay, it is them. And what do I need to do about this? Uh, yeah, if we could have a little bit of clarity around what it actually means when we're describing somebody as lower resonating, mm -hmm. and then why are these people still in our life if we're raising our frequency? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of really great questions. So for context, um, for people who are maybe new and watching this for the first time, what will happen often is that as you do frequency work, your frequency resonance or your vibrational level will start to rise. What does that mean? It means that you start to have a different perspective on things. So the way you see the world changes, you don't have as much worry, you don't have as much fear, you're much more stable and centered in yourself. You may start to identify with more than your ego mind, which tends to be about judgment and comparison, and you have a bigger perspective of seeing life and people around you from the perspective of your big ass self. Right? That, that's the you as infinite indestructible consciousness. So when you start to enter this kind of perspective, humanness takes on a different um, meaning for you, like how you respond to it changes. So what you're talking about is when you start to rise in your frequency resonance, you start to notice that um, people around you aren't the same as you. So people who have been around you for a while, for example, you know, people in your family or your coworkers or whatever, you're always fine with them. But now all of a sudden you're noticing that the resonance that they inhabit and the resonance that you are is not the same. Because there's, you've noticed that they're more habituated in fear or worry or stress. And they don't really want to come out of it. They kind of, mm -hmm. kind of like to stay in that drama. Yeah. Okay? So you start to notice, like, it doesn't feel so good for me to hang out with them anymore because they, they feel different than the way I feel internally. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's nothing wrong with noticing that distinction because that will happen. You will notice that most people aren't the same as you in terms of what they focus on, how they feel to you, what they do in their lives, etc. The challenge is that for I've, I've noticed that in some people as they rise in frequency resonance or rise in vibration level is they start to 
um, distort a bit, meaning they start to think that they're better than those people, you know, who are of a lower resonance. And how do I deal with those people? And then other people get afraid, like, oh my God, they're of a lower resonance. Maybe I'll drop my resonance because of them. It's their fault. Oh, so they don't feel like they've got the authority over their yeah. frequency resonance and that this person's going to have a far greater impact than their yeah. own authority? Yeah. Uh -huh. So they don't even recognize they have authority. They're just like, oh, they're low resonating. They're going to pull me down. Uh. Right? And I don't want to be pulled down. So maybe I'll just avoid them. Do you, do you see yeah. how it can kind of go? Yeah. So when some people talk about dealing with low frequency resonance people, that's kind of what I've noticed comes up for people. Right. Okay. So... I think the challenge is that the first, well, the first thing I'd invite people to do is to ask yourself the question, why do you feel that what they are doing impacts you? Because as your frequency resonance rises, I've talked about, you and I've talked about this before, you internally strengthen. So it means you're not triggered by as many things mm -hmm. or the same things that you used to. You're internally more stable. If people are freaking out around you, it doesn't, you can you know, acknowledge their stress and you can see why they are, but it doesn't touch you in the same way. Yeah. So you have to ask yourself, why do you feel that someone can pull you out of that center? Mm. Okay, like why do you have that fear in the first place? So I guess that's the key word, right? Yeah. I mean... For me, that would be a signal, okay, so my frequency resonance isn't stable or high enough that I can slip into fear that quick. Yes, you know, and, exactly. And pull well, my own resonance down. Exactly. <laughs> so the, as such as your first question, who is it creating this low frequency resonance dynamic? Is it them? Is it me? Is it the two of us together? Yeah. So to understand and to be open to examining how you are impacting the dynamic that is happening in front of you. Mm -hmm. And the other thing too is that I think that um, it's interesting. I feel like when we have patterns of low self-worth and we don't have a lot of confidence, we can it, it can distort into disdain, right? Like I am better than you. So you have to really watch your ego mind. It's like I have more power than you. I'm more evolved than you. I am more awake. I am of a higher frequency resonance. Therefore, I mean, you don't know better because you're lower than me. Yeah. It can be very easy to go there. Mm. So the slippery, the ego mind is very slippery. It can easily pick up on these like you know nuances and start to like amplify its nonsense really mm -hmm. in terms of trying to make you feel good for and stake in your identity of like I am so awake and you are not you know mm -hmm. so to be really aware of your ego mind and sort of ask yourself the question we're all part of the one we all have this internal spark of the divine within us mm -hmm. we all have a big S self. So why do you feel like there's a need to dismiss them or make them less than you? They're just a human having an experience. Yeah. Really. Uh, I think that's quite, for me, that's a, a signal of fragility as well, isn't mm -hmm. it? When we look at another person in that way and we need to belittle them mm -hmm. to make us feel stronger or better or higher, whatever the adjective is, then for me that would be a signal Mm -hmm. Hold on a minute, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? If I cannot see this person as an equal that's just in a different place right now, yeah, then am I as resonating in my frequency at the highest bandwidth as I think I am? Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. It's just like, would you really think that a sixth grader is worse than a second grader? They're just at different places. The sixth grader isn't better. Mm -hmm. They just are in sixth grade. Yeah. That's the only difference, really. 
Yeah. Okay, so to deal with this, mm. so because there, there are situations like say at an airport, mm. um, places like that where you're stuck in a confined area mm-hmm. with people that are going to have their dramas. Yeah, for sure. Uh, whatever that yeah. that needs to be. How do we deal with that? Yeah, I, you know, we want to maintain the higher bandwidths that yeah. we are. Yeah. So, you know, what kind of tools, how do we recognize, how do we pull ourselves back in? Yeah, how all that stuff. How do we deal with that? Yeah, yeah it's true. Because whether it's an airport or even, for example, like a company meeting, mm. let's just imagine, right? Mm. You, you you don't really vibe with everybody else who's coming to the meeting or there's people there who are, you know, um, more oppressive or fearful or worried or whatever, mm. creating drama. How do you deal with that? So my response to that is to really come into your center point, to really become aware of holding your space before you're in the situation. So meaning you're, you're not at the airport yet. You're not in the meeting yet. Okay, so here you are at home. Yeah. Right? So you're in at home, maybe by yourself, you know, in your own space. So to imagine yourself coming into your center or to your zero, there are meditations on our website called Centering Into the Zero GFC. If you need help with that, and then we'll pull you right in. And then as you're here in the centered space, imagine yourself in that space, so meaning at the airport or at the meeting, and notice how you change. Okay, well, do you, do you, do your, does your own frequency resonance drop? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now come back into center. Here you are in the room. All right, do it again, right, so that you are imagining yourself in the space. And then notice if you can hold, right, so you can hold your own center, your own space. And it may be that you don't do it perfectly, and it doesn't matter, but the fact that you do it consciously before you actually get to that place, you'll be able to do it better when you are there. Because you've thought about it, and you've imagined yourself there, and you've practiced. It's like doing, you know, push-ups or whatever, weightlifting. Yeah, yeah. Right? So this is a preparation. Yes, yeah, a preparation, right? So that you're aware of it. And then when you're in the space of the airport or the team meeting or the meeting with your mother-in-law or, you know, at you know, with family people that you don't really like or whatever it is, you mm-hmm. know, then to, okay, if you're, to be really aware of your body. I was just going to say, but I find the body an amazing tool. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> to be super aware of the body. So here it is. They're talking to you, and you can feel that they're trying to push into your space, or you feel the density of them, and you're like, oh, that's not good. So instead of focusing on them, focusing on yourself mm-hmm. to become aware of your body, to become aware of the space between your toes. Okay, that's how deep my breath went that time. I think it's going to get deeper next time. You know, and they're talking to you, and you're present with them, but you're also focused mm-hmm. very much on your body. And by doing that, you stay anchored in the center of your zero point much more than if you're not. You're just kind of freaking out because you're in their drama. And what you may notice is that for some people, they notice that you're not coming into the drama. Mm-hmm. And they'll try harder. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like to, to respond to that by rallying. <laughs> you're like, no, I am in my center. I can feel my ribs. <laughs> or whatever it is, so that you really stay anchored in your body because some of you will feel them try harder to pull you into whatever dynamic they have because it's a power dynamic. So to know that, okay, I don't have to like go into battle with them. What I will do, though, is stake in myself and my resonance because that's really important right now. So to do that. Yeah, don't sell it to the other person. Exactly. Or give it away. Way. Exactly. Yeah, it's 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 sometimes it's tricky with a partner or a kid, right? <sighs> but I have I've practiced it myself, and, and sometimes it's been hard for me to actually focus on what they're saying because okay. I'm so busy. Like, 
Space between the toes. <laughs> it's true. Because it could be somebody who is normally of a higher frequency resonance. They're doing, normally they're great, but for some reason in this moment, something's happening, yeah. right? So their resonance drops. I mean, we're human, right? Yeah. No one's going to be like, like divine perfection all the time. You're human, you're supposed, to be ha- you're supposed to be messy. You're supposed to be having a human experience. So we all have our moments, we all do. It doesn't matter who you are. And so in those messy moments, when the resonance is low, especially if it's a partner, as kids also I imagine as well, I don't have children, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, actually, I really am holding my space and I'm holding my center for both of us. Because if what happens is if they're looking for help because they're spinning in their lower resonance, they don't feel good. They're like, help me! And you're like, what? stop, right? Yeah, I don't want to get pulled into your drama. So it's Because really, I can't help you if okay. I go there with you. Exactly. Right? And now we have two people drowning. Uh-huh. So the thing is to be like, okay, no, for the both of us, I am going to be really aware of my body. I'm going to be really present in this moment. I'm like really fully here because when you're anchoring in the center of yourself and by holding your own frequency resonance, it's easier for them to come out of it. Because now, because like you said, right, if they pull you into it, now with the two of you are in this like crappy ass mood and you're like at each other and yeah. it doesn't help anybody. You can't change the um, environment around you if you're both in the same mindset that created the environment, yes, right? Yes, exactly. And that brings me to the the next sort of part of the question I have around this, because I hear this a lot. And in fact, I heard a story, and I thought it was a fantastic story if I'm allowed to share it. Oh, please do, yeah. Our lovely, lovely lady who does a lot of internal work, she understands that her frequency resonance helps her create and manifest the reality that she wants to live. Mm-hmm. And she went into one of them human moments, and she's walking along the road. She knew something wasn't right. She didn't feel good in her body. She couldn't quite pin what it was. Yeah. But she's walking up the street, her husband's behind her, and this woman's walking towards her, and she just decided she wasn't moving. I'm not moving. She can move, right? <laughs> yeah. So, she, And she's not normally like this. She's, you know, so she's walking towards this woman. Well, this woman did the same thing. She mirrored the exact same resonance. frequency, resonance, whatever you want to call it. And she dug in and, oh, I'm not moving either. You know, so this made my friend decide that, well, Screw you, I'm going to stick in even harder. And eventually when they met each other in the path, she thumped in her shoulder into this woman. And this woman, like what this, and screaming and yelling. And then she just kept walking. My friend just kept walking. Hmm. You know, <laughs> take that. Anyways, her husband's oh. watching this whole thing from behind, like, what is going on? You know, and they get home and he says to her, what's going on? Oh, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it like this. So he makes her a cup of tea and he sits down. He said, what's going on? What would you have done differently? She said, well, I wouldn't have been, if I had been in a different frequency resonance, this would never have happened. And I thought, whoa, nailed it. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm thinking, whoa, how, 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 how does this frequency resonance, because I think sometimes... For me, we can tend to blame it a lot yeah. as well. Yeah, it's right? like her fault. Yeah. Or or the resonance. Yeah. It somehow is a, a it oh, feels like there's a slight disassociation. It wasn't me, it was the resonance. You know. <laughs> and I kind of wondered how much of it, I mean, I know I'm guessing the answer, but how much of it really is frequency resonance alone? Or is there an aspect there where there's a moment that the big S self says, hey. Wakey, wakey. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, well, I feel like all those moments are wonderful times for us to see where it is that we might be bypassing. 
how much, you know what I mean? In the sense of not addressing things that we don't want to see or can't see yet. And it's moments like that where the big S self is like, hey, you need to pay attention to this. Mm. Like, why are you having these patterns of defense, of like aggression, of whatever it is that's showing up for you? Because something's happening here that you need to uncover. So it's really these moments, especially if it's someone like this person that you're talking about who mm -hmm. is of a higher resonance and very self-aware. It's like these little moments that they don't feel great can be really wonderful gifts. So the, the, also that what I'd like to applaud is her husband. Because mm -hmm. he didn't, wasn't like, what, what the hell? You know, because he was very gentle with her. He's like, okay, something's going on. And what he did was remarkable is that he held his space. Yeah. So she wigs out, right, for whatever reason she does. But he was like, okay. I have a choice here. I am going to hold the resonance of who I am, and you will come out of it because I hold the resonance of me, which is of a higher resonance. And she did, because if he hadn't, she would have been like, why are you accusing me of blah, blah, blah? I was totally right. She should have moved, blah, blah. You know, whatever it was that would have happened. Yeah. But he didn't. He was just like, I'm holding my resonance. I'm making you a cup of tea. And so as she's in his field, she entrains up. So she can have the perspective of like, well, this is what it reveals to me, mm. right? She actually can get to the space or the frequency resonance or vibrational level that she can introspect without being in that low level vibration or resonance of blame. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where the ego is like, I'm right, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. It was her fault. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. So for me, the takeaway for this is even though these moments will arise, ultimately, we're mm -hmm. human, mm -hmm. that it, they are signals, they can be signals of where we need to strengthen. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. And then, and the other takeaway is, okay, so we can use the body as a tool to keep the frequency resonance for the other person. Isn't that a form of love as well? Absolutely. Right? And respect, and I feel respect like. respect yeah. and love. If you, because oftentimes we've, I think, speaking generally as humans, we think we've got to go there with them. Yes. And I think yeah. through parenting anyways, what I've learned is, no, I've actually got to be stronger. Yes. <laughs> right? That's right. Yes. So we can, if we use the body as a tool and we can, you know, come back into it and hold that frequency resonance, we're actually of more help. Absolutely. To the collective. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And again, I'm not quite, the frequency resonance, does it create these people in our lives? Oh, I see what you're saying. Why are they there? Yeah. Okay. Well, it depends. So sometimes the higher self uses as an opportunity to show us where we're weak and where we have to strengthen. Right. And the free, and so I guess it, I guess it's and. So the higher self does this, and the frequency resonance does create it uh -huh. because you have it running through you. So therefore, it calls that same resonance into your life. But when it's an example like this, it's to show you, like, hey, you need to release this from you. You're at the point now that it's enough. You don't really need these anymore. Just. To serve you. And if you're not of a high frequency resonance and you have a lot of these distortions running, yes, it calls more and more and more of that in with less, like, less attached to it because it's, there's so much of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's so much more drama. There's so much more people that are um, aggressive or mirroring your own resonance. Yeah. Really what is what it is, right? So you, now you're calling in more people without really realizing it who are, you know, not yielding, combative, you know, all that sort of stuff. And you mm -hmm. think, then you start to think, why is everyone so mean to me? Yeah. What's wrong with me? You see. So do you see how it kind of it can spiral that way as well? Yeah. Right? It, it can also confirm the already 
beliefs about yourself to yes. keep you in that place, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Keep you in that lower state. Keep you in that lower state. So what do we do about that? So my suggestion would be to just do the work. Yeah. So meaning, start. you have to start somewhere. Right? It's like a big bowl of spaghetti, pull on a noodle. No matter what noodle, pull. So because as you start to do the work, you start to clear up. And it, for many people, it's very, very fast. Yeah. So they'll start to see things shift really, really quickly. And what they'll also notice is, like, for example, in that woman's example that you use, use your friend, that probably would show up again, but in a different way. So it wouldn't be like her walking on the street. It might be like she's at the grocery store and someone cuts her in line. Uh-huh. She's like, <laughs> you know? So in that moment, as you're confirming the removal of that pattern, you're like, how am I going to be in this moment? Am I going to be like the way I was? How am I going to be? Am I, can I just be kind of from like, hey, I don't know if you noticed this, but the line's back there. So you're still holding your space. You're like, mm, no. But you're responding out without being like, yeah. you know? So it's like, hey, I don't know if you noticed this, but the line's back there. So like, it's just a different response that you can have to confirm the removal. You can see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that will probably show up for you. So my point is, if you start to do the work and start to confirm the removal, which is like a really, really key practice, it will start to unwind really, really quickly for you in the sense of release more and more distortion. You'll see it more clearly when it appears and choose and have the space to choose something different because you are different and what you create is different. And then what will happen is the people that come into your space, into your world will shift because now they're not mirroring this lower frequency that you're at. They now are more considerate, more kind, more helpful, more collaborative, whatever. So what will happen is that the people who come into your life will be totally different. You know, they'll be of a higher resonance. They'll be kinder, more collaborative, more um, inclusive, as opposed to combative. And which also means that you can entrain even higher, right? Because if they've been at that resonance for some time and are still rising, then you can entrain to that. And of course, it just keeps cycling up like a vortex, right? Exactly. Yes, down. down. Yes, <laughs> and as you say, the vortex can go up and down. Mm-hmm. So it kind of depends what you, which kind of end you want to be on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For those of you who are new, we're about to start the Group Frequency Calibration, or GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit stand or lie down, or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find that they go into varying degrees of altered state. Please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay. Here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for feeling awesome around low vibe people. So this is an introductory GFC that will help you to hold your center and to hold your space, which means that you're not as affected by other people's emotions or stresses or urgencies. 
And for those of you who have a little bit more trouble with that, then I do recommend uh, the podcast episode 122, Steady She Goes, Holding Your Space. That will tell you a little bit more about how to hold your space and a GFC at the end of that. If you need to do deeper work on this because you're empathic and you find it harder to find your center and to hold your space, then I do recommend the uh, find centering into the zero point GFC on the website and the holding your space deep dive. That all said, for now, let's get started. Settling in. Becoming aware of your body. And as you become aware of your body, becoming aware of your skin. Noticing your skin in places you typically wouldn't think of, like the space between your shoulder blades or behind your ears. at the top of your scalp. Becoming aware of your skin. Mm -hmm. Good. And now, please become aware of your breath. And as you become aware of your breath, just noticing it at first without changing it. Notice if you feel compelled to change it or if you can just notice it as it is in this moment. And after a couple of breaths of noticing your breath, allowing your breath to drop further into the body, to become longer, take up much more space. And if you can imagine your breath starting to expand and contract in all directions around you, like a balloon, And now, becoming aware of your surroundings. Noticing the texture of the air against your skin. So we're not usually used to paying attention to the texture of the air. So just noticing if 
the air feels hot and dry, or perhaps a little crispy and staticky, or whether it feels cooler and heavier and damp. Noticing whether it is moving or still. And then, blinking your eyes open, noticing the quality of the light. You're not focusing on anything in particular. You're simply noticing the quality of the light, which changes all the time, depending on the hour of the day time of the year, the weather. And after a couple of seconds of noticing the quality of the light, keeping your eyes open, please triangulate. So for those of you who are new, triangulating means to become aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. And as you become aware of those three inanimate objects, becoming aware of the distance between each object and you, and then feeling that distance. So for example, if object A is the dresser, Noticing that the dresser is about seven feet to you. And then feeling the distance between the dresser and you. And doing the same thing for objects B and C. And as you do this with each object, your sense of where you are in space becomes much more clear, focused, and present for you. And whenever you've completed triangulating, blinking your eyes closed and bringing your attention to the space from underneath your chin all the way down to your belly button. You can bring your hand somewhere into the space to bring your attention here. And let's take a deep breath together, inhaling, 
holding your breath for a count of five. And then whenever you finish that five count, releasing all the air out of your lungs and holding your breath out also for a count of five. Noticing if your count remains steady. Noticing if it's easier for you to hold your breath on the inhale or the exhale. Or if it's about the same. Just noticing. And whenever you've completed that one single long deep breath, breathing normally. And we're waiting for the mastermind to become coherent. And this is an important thing to wait for because when the mastermind coalesces and becomes coherent, it has so much momentum, which gives you as an individual participant more momentum to release the distortions and to raise your vibration. So it's an important thing to wait for. And whilst we do that, for those of you who are new, please note I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level that I sometimes work in silence. And that is when the frequencies are very high and the mastermind is moving fast enough that we can access those frequencies. And if that is happening, I work in silence because to make sound only drops the vibration or frequency resonance, which does not serve you. And I also make sound. So you might hear me yawn or hum or exhale sharply. And that's how I often, but not always, release some of the heavier, stickier distortions. And if I say something that really resonates with you, it's likely a distortion pattern that you run. And if I say something that you really resist, like it couldn't possibly be you, then it's likely a distortion pattern that you run. So I invite you to remain open, curious, and to examine further. Good. So now that the mastermind has coalesced and become coherent, bring your attention, please, to your heart space in the center of your chest in your nipple line, bringing a hand or fingers to this point to keep your attention here. And as we bring our attention here, asking ourselves the question, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source. And that question again, for those of you who are new, is how can I become 
even more aware of my connection only to pure source. And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this surprisingly vast space, imagining, sensing, feeling, or being aware of a brilliance that starts to grow from your very center. And as it continues to brighten because you have your attention on it, it starts to expand outwards in all directions through your cells, through your organs. out through your bones, through your muscles, and out through your flesh and through the pores of the skin into the space between your physical body and your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. And now, please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm raising your frequency resonance or vibrational level, irrespective of where it began. This is one of the most important things we do together because how high your vibration is determines everything from what you feel about your life, what your life looks like, how much abundance you experience, what opportunities are available to you. So this is one of the most important things we do together, like I mentioned. Excellent.
Good. So now bringing your attention into the heart space, the front of the throat, and right in the center of your solar plexus. So your solar plexus is between your belly button and the base of your sternum or your breastbone, that big thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So if you find or can imagine that center point of the solar plexus, front of the throat and the heart space in the center of your chest. So this has to do with, um, how do I explain it? The, the, the distraction or the seduction of story, other people's story, other people's emotion, other people's thoughts about the story. So we can get very, it's like we can get very distracted by it because it's like bright and shiny and it can be really strong. So we can easily get pulled into it. And some of you are very empathic. So you can't tell the difference between what other people feel and what you feel. You think it's yours, but it's not. And you can't determine the difference. You can't discern the difference between theirs and yours. So helping you to gain some distance from other people's stories, emotions, thoughts, and releasing this sort of distraction, sort of seduction piece of it. You know, it's very seductive to get lost in other people's stories sometimes, especially if they're strong and compelling. But then we're no longer in our center. And we have much less influence on how we feel and what our reality and what our experience can be because we're not centered in ourselves or off in someone else's experience, feeling their experience. So, a single moment. Noticing where your attention is. Is it still on those three spots? Front of the throat, heart space, center of the solar plexus? Or has your attention wandered? If it's wandered, just bringing it back to these three centers in the body.
Good. Bringing your attention now, please, to the center of the solar plexus. Pulling you deeper into the zero point, into the center of yourself. In present moment, linear time. So being in the center of you, in this zero point, allows you to hold your space better. Very difficult to hold your space if you're not here. So bring you here. Yep, giving you more space, not only from other people's stories, emotions, and thoughts, but from your own as well so you can notice them better without being as enmeshed in them. And when you're not as enmeshed in your own thoughts, emotions, stories, you can notice when you're not feeling great or in your response to someone's low vibe and you need to do something to help you reset. Whether it's walk outside in nature or... play with your puppy, or whatever it is. Good. So bringing your attention to the xiphoid process, right at the base of the sternum. So if you find your sternum, that big thick bone in the center of your chest, and trace it from the top all the way under the hollow of the throat down to its base, where it goes from bone to flesh. That is your xiphoid process. It's a little tender when you press on it. And being aware from the xiphoid process, about three inches or seven centimeters directly beneath it in a straight line down towards the belly button clearing out the pain body. Your pain body holds the memory of who you were before the frequency work was done. So clearing it out and resetting it allows your integration to be smoother, Good. 
This brings us to the end of this group frequency calibration. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support. If you like an opportunity to ask me questions in real time, then subscribe to the Spherical Luminosity YouTube channel and click the reminder bell to be notified when I'm about to go on live. For the latest news about upcoming events and to be notified when sessions with me are released, subscribe to our newsletter. Join us and let's rise together.